Hey everybody, my name is Bob, and welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me. Let's get started. Hey, hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Late Night Playlist. My name is Bob, and with us tonight, I have Rufus Xavier Sasparilla, Tom, and Brett. And we are going to talk about the Black Crows, Shaking Your Moneymaker. Actually, it's Shake Your Moneymaker, but, you know, I wanted to talk about Shaking Your Moneymaker because it's more fun when you're shaking your moneymaker. And now I've lost whatever it was I was talking about. So, anyway, (laughs) shut up, Bob, and get to the damn show, right? How are you guys oh, doing you tonight? Going? Well, Bob, you picked this album, so, you know, sure show. <laughs> going on or whatever yeah, tangent was... you want to go down. So, yeah. so <laughs> shut your fucking mouth and keep... What, what? Okay, what are you drinking? How about that? Volcano sauce. Volcano sauce. I what, I am... Go ahead, Sean. So I'm drinking a Sam Adams Boston Lager and honor <laughs> this album because I started drinking this beer about the same time this album... <laughs> came out back in the day so that's uh now well, now to clarify right. was it that specific bottle or no i don't think so but okay. you know I, i'm a slow drinker right it's uh... it's okay so this is jackie o's mystic mama and i was at ohio university athens ohio in 1990 so same year as this album so i'm, I'm kind of keeping it straight there too okay well, I am uh, I am drinking Orion, the Okinawan craft draft beer, and uh, Japan was a country in uh, in 1990, so that makes sense too. So, looks it all, it all works out. In Japan, do they call the country Japan, or is it uh, is it Nippon or something like that? Am I confused about this, Bob? Yeah, no, they're, they're, really like... they're, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, yeah, they don't call it Japan because, well, that's English, but uh, it's it is uh, Nippon, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking we probably could have called it that, and been all right, right? It wasn't that hard a word for the English speaker to say. So <laughs> we do what we want, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I will tell you a tale about Samuel Adams and where we grew up, without mentioning any names of establishments, but. Uh, I was at this one bar that was uh, below street level and asked for Sam Adams. Is it still there? I don't know. Anyway, and they're like, hang on, I think we got one. And they go rooting around in the ice chest there. And they pull up, oh, we got one. The bottle cap was completely rusted. I have no idea how long that thing had been in there. They're like, you want it? I'm like, no, because I'm not up to date on my shots. (laughs) <laughs> you know, cowards yeah, and i was a college student i was like i can't afford to get sick no. <laughs> let me run off to the emergency room and get my tetanus shots and i'll be right right back, right back. yes <laughs> it's a <laughs> which reminds no, me i have no idea tom if that place is still around or not so that's a... no brett, the answer brett, is no you did not yes. get your tetanus shot brett uh i've had one within the last seven years because that could be important for you yes so what you guys uh you can include this bob what you guys didn't hear before 
uh, you joined the recording tonight was uh, I was taking my shirt off this afternoon after work and my shirt got snagged. Now, now to be and, clear, this was for his OnlyFans page, okay? okay. Yes, this All is right. the OnlyFans page. I, I am my, a paying subscriber, so that's a... Mind you, my shirt is getting snagged on my skin. How often does that happen? So <laughs> apparently I had gotten a steel splitter and not a little one. This thing was... What? Yeah, this, we're going on probably three quarters of an inch in what? my back. Yes, on my right shoulder blade back area. So uh, I had this steel splinter. I didn't even notice it. I didn't notice it until my shirt got snagged on my own skin, which is an issue. Uh, so uh, I tried pulling the thing out. And I broke the end of the steel off of the steel oh, splinter. Dude. Yeah. Dude. So, yes. You might go to a doctor and get that removed and also ask them why your nerves apparently do not function. So I, that's, uh... had, I, I did something better than that i i didn't want to pay the bill for a doctor so i went to my neighbor's house and i said hey could you pull the-? he was a biology teacher so he knows things so i said can you pull this out of my back so him and his wife started working they ended up cutting a slit in my back three quarters of an inch long <laughs> <laughs> to get the steel splitter out. <laughs> I, I am not going to disparage your neighbor, but I knew a couple of biology teachers in my day. And I'm not certain I would trust them to uh, perform even a minor surgery on well, me. You okay. know. So okay, so I'm with you, but let's think about a doctor, a hospital. Are you? Sh- oh, you have 100 yeah. faith there. What. I, I'm assuming that the, that degree they got actually, you know, involved them working on living people along the line. You know, we, we all know things. what that assumption thing does. So. I, I know, yes. but you know, there's there, well, there are some I'm bare minimums. Here. Okay, so the blood infection has not got to the brain yet. So I'm I'm still doing good. Holy sh! We yep. got him for at least another three hours. Another few yeah, okay. hours, and I should be good. Well, I'm calling dibs on your slots if you die. So that's all. I'm saying. You're having slots. I'm just saying it's. Uh... That could happen. Absolutely. I hijacked it with my stories of steel splinters. As long as, uh, as long as your insurance is up to date, everything's okay. Let's hope so. And tetanus shots. Yeah. Yeah, you'll. My be back fine. feels better. It does feel better after. Well, they I'm did sure that. it does without having a giant chunk of metal shoved into it. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm no doctor, you know, but come on. No, I, I agree with you. All better. So yeah. How, how did you even make that happen? You know, I'm trying. It's a. Uh, well, you know this car that I'm working on. Oh so, dear lord. Yes. So <laughs> the first I'm, love I'm of your life. Yes, yes. yes. So uh, working on this, this, okay, for fans of the show, I have found and am restoring my very first car. So I'm working on this car last night. Apparently, as I'm sliding along my concrete floor, which also happens to be where I drill holes in sheet metal, apparently I I got some of that sheet metal in my back. Okay. (laughs) Not the most brilliant maneuver ever, but oh yes. my god, yes. 
All right. Glad you're still with a living. <laughs> so, For now. Uh, what the hell we're are we all here? What are we even talking about? All, all right. right so I think we're t- <laughs> that's our review of Shake Your Money Maker. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> it ended. It started out well, but ended in death. <laughs> you know, it's uh, blood infections. <laughs> all right. So, so I'm going to start off since this was my uh, my my decision to talk about I this think, album. I think Bad Blood's what broke up that began band to begin with, right? Right. Well, it, like like every band that has uh, brothers in it, right? Everything goes yeah. to hell, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but but like like most other bands that have brothers in it, they had a lot of time to practice together, and uh, they put mm-hmm. out some good music in the in the meantime. Uh, this this album, uh, my perspective, what a what a great fucking hard rocking blues album from the 1990s you know we the the last album we talked about was coco taylor you know uh and and one of the things that got talked about was that's what you want to listen to in a bar you know you go you go and you hang Mm -hmm. out and it's like boy that's just good well guess what the next act i want to see in the next bar down the street is playing this fucking tune right here, you know. <laughs> I want to I want to hear this stuff too cuz this is this is fun, you know. I want to yeah. go to this bar, I want to hear these guys playing, I want to be there enjoying that stuff. And and that's what it brings back to me, you know, and maybe it's because I was 20 at the time and uh, life was so much more fun at that point, you know. Uh, but I didn't know it was more fun. It really, was definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get it the first time. I didn't get it until the follow-up album, uh, Southern mm. Harmony Companion, Musical Companion, or something like that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, Wait and a minute, I, Tom. Tom, I got a question. So, okay, I'm I, I sorry to interrupt you. You said you didn't get it until the next album. Do you mean in 1990 you didn't get it until it, the 1991 it, or two? Yeah, yeah. It didn't. It. I can remember hearing hard to handle and, and uh, twice as hard jealous again, all of she talks to angels hearing them, you know, on the radio in in a bar and stuff like that. And I thought they were great, but I never really, I, I didn't own the album. So I didn't hear some of the other stuff. And, and, and until I, I, and actually I think it was the third album. That, was that Amorica or something like that? Yeah, and and at that point I went back and bought Southern Harmony Companion and whatever, and and then got back to this one. I'm like, fuck, this is a great album. And this was our first album, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not mistaken. I mean, wow, what a just a solid debut. I mean, hard to handle. Oh well, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on here. I mean. I was thinking about this as I was re-listening to it for this podcast. I was trying to remember, I'm going to say, what Southern Rock album has come out since then that, you know, I thought was as solid. And I yeah, I don't will admit that, obviously, I don't know all of them, but I just couldn't think of anything. You know, there's been some great Southern bands, but Southern Rock, you know, this one was wow. So. so I totally agree with you guys, and I'm going to throw you a curveball. As as I was running the other day listening to this album, this was my third listen, so I was... Somebody uh, hit on you. This is, no, 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 God, no. It was 
Canada goose maybe, but uh, <laughs> so as I'm listening to this, I thought, you know what? This guy, these guys were like a um, Led Zeppelin moved in time about 20, 25 years. Uh, I know the Southern rock thing was not Led Zeppelin. I, I get that. And I agree, but I got a lot of that, that vibe and that's a compliment to them. I got a little Led Zeppelin from it. Oh yeah. You think, you think I'm crazy? Well, yeah. So on that note, I do have a bone to pick with these guys because Linda and I had bought tickets to see the Black Crows, Jimmy Page. I think mm. it was it was either going to be. Oh, that's right. I forgot they did that tour yeah. together. Yeah. Well, the the, the tour tanked before yeah. we got to see it. And, uh, it, you know, there's a whole lot of shit when you read about why that tour tanked, whether it was Jimmy Page hurt his back or Jimmy Page and, and uh, uh, the Robertson, Robinson, uh, Chris Robinson couldn't get along. Who, who knows? But I was pissed. Yeah, I didn't know that too. tour existed. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. I, there's I a putting, Brett. There's a double live album called Jimmy uh, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows, where they play crap. where they okay. play basically Led Zeppelin songs and a couple of blues uh, covers. Okay, my bad. I, I didn't realize that, but I'm glad I picked that out. That's good. It's and now you got to go listen to that album. Now I got to listen to that album. Yeah, live at live at the Greek is what it's called. Okay. And you had tickets to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had tickets. We, I, we were pissed. Hmm. What? Okay, so what, not to, not, not to make you, what are, what was the falling out? What happened? Like, can you, like, just, I mean, it, what do you nobody, think happened? Nobody really knows. I mean, but when you read about it online, Jimmy Page says he injured his back and had to withdraw from the tour. That was the public excuse that was given. But uh, one of the the guy that was the ex-drummer from the uh, Black Crows came out with a book where he told a different story, which had to do with Chris and Chris Robinson and Jimmy Page button heads and not getting along. And Jimmy Page stormed off the tour and it was canceled immediately. Who knows? Are you telling me a singer and a guitar player were not getting along? I, I, and and actually, <laughs> actually, I misspoke. It's the help. other one, Rich, the guitar. Player. Oh, the the, okay. the two guitar players were not getting along. Okay, I believe. Uh, well, obviously, I don't know the situation, but I'm thinking you defer to Jimmy Page. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's uh, so, you know, I don't care who you think you are, you're not Jimmy Page. Yeah, but, so. but yeah, Brad, if you have not, if you don't have Live at the Greek, uh, run, don't walk. Uh, they do Celebration Day, Custard Pie, Sick Again, What Is and What Should Never Be, 10 Years Gone, a lot of the physical graffiti stuff. Um, All right. Fantastic. I just, I wrote it down right there. I'm, there I'm listening to that one. I got it. For our listeners... Um, Brett knows how to write. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
<laughs> Sorry about it that. It surprised yes. us all. I'm telling just, you. It's, just uh, making it's, sure everybody's following along. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you guys, there, there was just an X on the paper. <laughs> and the lines weren't even straight. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It was really more like cartoon writing, but you know. So okay, fair. I, I I'm gonna have to be honest with you guys. I'm probably the only one of us that did not listen to this album back in the day. Really? I remember. Yes, I remember a few of the songs. Uh, they were obviously they got a heavy radio play, uh, very heavy radio play. MTV rotation too. Oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I dare say too much. Yeah, I would agree with that. I dare I you not to say it. Damn it! <laughs> I double dog dare you. <laughs> and and no. you know, I enjoyed some of the ones that didn't get any radio play the, the non-release stuff there was right. some that were obviously filler but there there were a few the, whoever the producer was they knew these these songs or the, the record label sorry they knew these these weren't going to be strong hits or anything but it didn't mean it wasn't a quality song but they got for people. four hits off the album oh, in the 1990s you know yeah, Big hits. The yeah. and it yeah. was Def Jam the, so Rick Rubin was the exact oh, okay. okay okay so he knows okay. what the hell he's doing yeah. yes so yeah. i'm just you... saying there were there were songs on there that didn't get released that were quality songs that's what i'm saying sure every song yeah. on here is great yeah yes. and, and did you look at some of the tunes i did, i've not listened to the 30th anniversary edition i haven't um, either but uh, i did i th 30 days in the hole jealous yeah. guy uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I was going to comment about that, Tom. That uh, you know, if I recall, they they remastered it. That was fine, but the bonus material on that 30th edition is what makes that worth listening to. Oh yeah, over just the 1991, and I and I and I say that as a guy who a lot of times doesn't get into these reissues. Oh, here's an extra three CDs of you know weird mixes and things garbage you know, that, yeah yeah right but right but you know for the most part i was enjoying immensely the extra material that was on the the 30th anniversary issue that so album's got to be right? like two hours long though it's yeah. it's up there because there's there's a bunch of live stuff on there right too from from the early maybe 1990 but the early 90s era which i will compare and contrast that to the live Shake Your Money Maker that they released, what, last year or something like that? That was part of the reunion tour that they were doing and mm -hmm. do it. Kind of preferred the stuff from the versions from the early 90s. And I'm not meaning that to disparage the most recent one. It was just, they were just on fire back then. Right. That's uh, they, they did good stuff. That's, that's plain and simple. You know, it's so, really impressive. We were talking about the non-hits, and I'm going to – I know we always ask, talk about our favorite song on the album, and I mean, I'm going to have a hard time picking on this one. But of the ones I'm going to say were the non-hits, I really like seeing things, man. That just sounds like – somebody. it sounds like an old Joe Cocker tune to me. You know, it's just – uh, That was going to be my pick too, Sean. Yeah, the and the live versions of it – The live versions of it, man. They were 
They're well, great. That, I mean, and that's become one of their go-to songs on the live. As it okay, yeah, yeah, definitely such a solid. Well, it's a solid mm-hmm. album, but yeah. Well, Brett's headed to the bathtub again. Yeah. Uh, the truth I'm, of matter is that probably yeah. that probably would have been a big hit for them if they if the other four hadn't come, been on that same album, right? <laughs> now I'm not trying to be too picky well, the about one, it. But, the, yeah. the one you just picked, that's exactly right. I, I that would be my favorite too. That was not among no, you know, twice as hard. That that's probably my favorite from the album. But yeah, that's a solid song. That got yeah. that got so. I mean, I got sick of hearing it. Not not to. That's almost got a lot of play. Yeah. Got a lot of play. Yeah, hard to handle. Got a lot of play oh, oh too, God. but that's a solid cover of that song. You know, that's yeah. uh, talks of the angels. Just beautiful song. Rick Rubin knew what he was doing when he put that album together. Because, and I say this was all charity too. I prefer live albums typically, but I'll tell you the studio versions of these songs a lot of times held up better than the live ones I was listening to. I think it's yeah. just. I tell you, that, she talks to angels got overplayed too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, those four really got overplayed. In fact, to be honest with you guys, when I was running and I was listening to this album the first time, I'm like, when I would get to one of those four. I would just skip to the next song because I thought, good God, I have heard this song enough times in my life. I don't need to hear it right now. <laughs> so I would skip to the next one because I knew I had not heard that next one. And uh, still, you know, I'm not trying to take away from it, but uh, I'd heard those enough. Yeah. It was huge in the 90s, early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if there was a, a decision, you know, at, at by somebody, Rick Rubin, somebody at the record company, you know, where they said, Hey guys, look, you know, we've, we've got four solid hits here that are just rampaging mm-hmm. across the radio. We're not putting another single out. It, it could, be, could be, it's like, it's time to go in the studio and record the next album and, you know, try to cash in on this gravy train a little bit, right. you know, it's uh well, okay, yeah. so you guys are bringing up an interesting thing from the. Th- this actually goes back to probably starting in the. Uh, I hate to say starting, but fifties, sixties is when it started. Definitely seventies was over the top, and I think the Black Crows fell into this a little bit. The pressure to build that second album. So, okay, you just did this this album and. Uh, You've got to come up, shake your money makers. You got to come up with a second album, a follow up album. What do you do? Well, like, you know, it's, fun, it's funny you mentioned that because you hear a lot of these guys talk about how writing their first album was easy because they had their whole life to do it up to that point. Mm-hmm. Writing the second yeah. album, you, ha- you basically had a few months while you were on tour. Yeah. Unless you yeah. had a bunch of shit left over. I, I saw an interview with Sturgill Simpson and asked him, you know, how, how did he like his first album or if he liked it? And he goes, well, if I didn't like it, it's my fault. It took 26 years to write it, you know, or something <laughs> like that. It's, right. Uh, right. you know, it's. Uh, well, Joe Walsh, Joe Walsh said it very well. He, he said that. Oh, sorry. Uh, so oh, this is my neighbors asking about my back. Don't, uh, let, don't let that phone fall should, in the bathtub. 
I probably should answer this phone. You probably should to t- let them know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll get this point out and then I'll get back to it. But uh, Joe Walsh said that after they did Hotel California as part of the Eagles, he said the pressure to make the next album was through the roof. He said mm-hmm. they didn't care if we burped and farted our way through the second album. He said they wanted the second album right now. And sure. he said there, that's the problem. He said the record company knows it's going to sell. And he said, but we're, we've got our names on this. We've got our reputations on this. Yeah, we got our futures yep. on this. So I do wonder if the Black Crows fell into a little bit of that pressure for the second. Now, how do you top Shake Your Money Maker if you're the Black Crows? And there Crows? was some good stuff on the second one. They, you know, probably would have benefited from another year or more than working on songs but it's i i think the second album is as big of a masterpiece and i think the third album right i mean both those albums are just phenomenal i probably like them more than this one really yeah wow i didn't listen to them well you know i think uh uh most most bands where they get that second album from is from the tour of the first album, right? Right. You know, they're they're yeah, they ride it on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, they they ride it on the bus. They're like, hey, this is good. Let's play it tomorrow. Let's see what happens. And they they start they start building it. Eventually they start playing it, hopefully, and they see how the audiences start reacting and it gets on a radio, it gets on a record somewhere. Somebody's on the radio. I, I think it's Brett on the phone with his neighbors or listening to his phone call from his neighbors. So. All right. Uh, but, 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 sorry, Bob, to your point, you are correct. And from what I've seen, the bands is, yeah, you can you can play with it a little bit on the road and maybe showcase a few songs here or there when you're out. But, yeah, it's got to be tiring, especially if you're just riding on the bus town to town and then doing a show and then sitting on the bus trying to write the next song for the next yeah. album or come up with a idea for one. And that's uh, so, so sorry guys. I was muted. I, I was listening. I was muted. And- yeah. I, I muted you. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. you were not muted. <laughs> we could so, hear your neighbor <laughs> talking in the background. You can so. hear them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. Okay. <laughs> it, it sounded like, leave, yeah. It sounded like one of Jimi Hendrix amps at one of his live shows. <laughs> Okay. I was talking to you, well, picking up some radio noise. I'm talking to you. Yeah. I am so sorry. That was rude of me. But I, I will say this leave this in. My my neighbors are very thoughtful and they were just checking on me to make sure yeah, that that's uh, good. I was okay. So all good. That's people. good. It's it's nice that they were checking to see that you weren't dead or or to see if you had anything nice that they could take. So that's good. <laughs> You could hear that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or they calling dibs on the whiskey collection? <laughs> you know, it's uh Oh man, that is a shameful collection. Yeah. Yeah, that is bad. I don't know. Oh, knowing your wife, I don't think shameful is the word I would use for the whiskey collection. I don't mean it's shameful uh, in that's that direction. I, it's it's a good collection in that right. way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to visiting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. That'll well, be a fun podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll be like on the floor slobbering. Like it'd be bad. Yeah. And another thing. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> 
Very good. So what naval battle are you reenacting right now, Brett? <laughs> Something that involved metal going into someone's back. Okay. Midway. <laughs> Probably a lot midway. of this. Midway. A lot like yeah. Midway. Yeah. Yeah, midway. <laughs> oh, Lord. What no, are we good. talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, shake well, your moneymaker. So, so has anybody listened to any of the stuff where they've gotten back together? I haven't. I don't no, know if it's good or not. No, the only thing I listened to was the live Shake Your Money Maker album they put out as for for this podcast and I enjoyed it. I mean, I'd see them live. It'd be fun to see, but I actually kind of preferred the studio version. It just, uh, to me, it was better controlled. I want to say it was, uh, the, the lead singers got a, a tendency to get a little too flourishy live. And I think the album had just the right amount of flourish on the stuff. Right. So, well, you yeah. guys actually, Tom, you, you kind of, intrigued me a little bit you said you know brothers involved the band i didn't do much reading about the band and i should have but um obviously family involved uh did do you think that's a good thing with bands having you know family members is is that a better band mm -hmm. like obviously led zeppelin right as far as i know none of them were related uh no. At least not uh, or, 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 or for Van yeah. Halen, but you know, it wasn't the lead singer and the lead guitarist in Van Halen. So, you know, yeah, it's uh as thick as could be, too. I, I, I don't think it worked very well for these guys. I mean, they were broken up for God knows how many years and bickering mm -hmm. in the media and 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 eventually the 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 good gods of cash got them back together. Mm. Yeah, as it as it will yeah. do. Money, yeah. money will do amazing things, won't it? Yeah, it'll bring people together like you wouldn't. Uh, you know, I, what the two brothers, Oasis? I think those two still aren't talking right. Last right. I heard, they were still feuding with each other. But, so. but give them enough money, and they'll get back on a stage. I, maybe I don't know what those two. Yeah, sure it's, it uh, would. you said Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they ha they hated each other in their heyday, like in their prime. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what broke they the just, band up. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were fighting on stage. Like, I mean, throwing fists, hating each other, fighting. Which, it, that makes for a damn good concert. So it I, does. I, <laughs> I'd have bought a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh. Yeah. A... There, was, there was this band that was very popular in the 70s, perhaps among <laughs> the best-selling bands in the 70s. And... Two of its band members had problems. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, and this goes back to Van Halen, which is more of an 80s band. Uh, Tom, who was in control of Van Halen? Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. And I think Alex had a lot of power there, too. The two brothers had a lot of pull. And you didn't cross the two brothers. I think that's a safe thing to say. You didn't cross the Van Halen family. And... Well, With, they were uh, the only two surviving members of the band in the end of the original lineup, right? Well, so and it, it was, was a, named after them. There, there's right. a reason why it had that name, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, you got people like David Lee Roth, who certainly contributed mightily to the success of the band. Uh, <laughs> you know. Anyway, point is, you got this 70s band, and 
they had creative control was within these these couple of people in the band but the band was bigger than two people the band had quite a bit of talent on the outside and some of this talent said look we deserve some say too and the ones controlling said no and derek what you're talking about here is towards the end the rufus the towards the end that was starting to boil over and uh, it ultimately completely boiled over and ended in the demise of the band. So uh, it, it ended up in some great songs, a whole lot of great songs. A- Angst can make a great song, as it turns out. So, so there can you Joe. Go. So can Joe Walsh. I, I dare say <laughs> Joe Walsh can make a better song. I, <laughs> no argument whatsoever. Right. Life, life's been good, brother. It has. It uh, has. So so this album was made in 1990. Does anybody want to argue that? It was. As, as, as if we were a band <laughs> from back then. Screw you. Two songs were made in 1990. The rest of them were made in 1989. Yeah. All of these songs were actually recorded in 1989. If, if you but... hadn't got drunk and destroyed the masters, they all would have been recorded in 1989. Oh, sorry. That's, uh... That's the other album we were talking about, right? <laughs> so I, I, I already know what everybody here was doing in 1990. I already know. Eating a lot of hot wings and drinking Sam Adams. Eating a lot so, of hot wings and drinking or Sam Adams. Or maybe 91, somewhere in that era. So let's... Because uh, <laughs> I probably spent most of 1990 with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a lot of quality time together back then, Bob. So that's... Uh, <laughs> yes, we did. Tom would wander in and out. Tom would wander in and out, but... Yeah. The rest of us had quality I, time together. I was bouncing around. between columbus denver wherever right all the good spots (laughs) the the triangle the triangle there columbus and denver (laughs) it's it's an equilateral triangle (laughs) podcast history was just made bob podcast history was just made in the same sentence Denver, Colorado, and Ohio were used in the same sentence. That's that is history cool. being made. Never kind of again. I think that makes sense. You know, they they both have the same sized airport, so. <laughs> well, they both have. No, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> they're, that they're may both be in, true. I think I think both the airports are Wyoming. You know, yes, yes, that's 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 true as well. Yes, if you've ever cities airports are in Wyoming. Yeah, if you've ever flown through Denver, that is the fucking truth. That the airport is miles away from. Oh yeah, no, I've flown to Denver. We're driving in, and we kept driving and driving. (laughs) Yes, you know, yes. Like I thought this was a big city. Shouldn't it be like? nearby you know no 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 my friend this is the west where (laughs) now the the original stapleton airport which is where you flew into when i lived there was pretty well situated with the city 
But then they okay. built that new one, way DIA. They built way. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the only time and, I've been there, but it took forever to get to and fro the airport. You know, and we'll have <laughs> we'll have more discussions on the Denver airport on our conspiracy theory podcast, right? Yeah, we're recording that next, I think, right? right? We've had enough beer now. Right. It's time to get that one rolling. It's uh so we're gonna have a conspiracy theory podcast. I am looking forward to this. Jeez. <laughs> The earth so, is flat, people. <laughs> Finally, the truth comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe that. It's relatively flat. Black curse. Well, I mean, look at it. Just just look out. You can tell it's flat. <laughs> just just right. look at it. <laughs> it's the earth. Just look have at you not, it. Have you not I been agree. to the desert? It's flat. <laughs> I think it's pretty damn clear. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is bad. <laughs> so we are all we are all college ed- educated, right? If you have a, with an advanced degree. So it's uh <laughs> Well, and we're not gonna tell you what college it was because we don't want them taking those advanced degrees back. No. Revoked like immediately. Like they listen. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. So so I got a few I got a few uh 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 snippets. factoids. Factoids, factoids. from nineteen ninety. Come like, yes. like altoids. Yeah, they're they're similar yes. to altoids except for they're they're Probably not as tasty. More yeah, like less useful voice. during oral sex. Less useful during oral sex. Uh, less useful in general, quite honestly, <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll try them and we'll see what happens. All right. Hit me, brother. So the most important one is first, uh, in 1990, Eric Clapton started his three week, uh, show at the Royal Albert hall. Oh. I believe if I recall correctly, he played, uh, what it was like 18 concerts during that wow. time. Okay. Somebody going to tell me I'm lying because I probably am. Nope. I'm not going to tell you I'm lying because I have no idea. I'm going to add to it. I think I heard or read that no one has been at Royal Albert Hall more often than Eric Clapton. But I could be wrong about that. Uh, he does like, you know, he does like showing up and touring the place. So, yes. Uh, I'm willing to believe I think, you. <laughs> I think he may be the person who has played most often there. Now, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. While Eric Clapton was doing three weeks at Royal Albert Hall, who the fuck was manning the Kentucky Fried Taco Hut? No, 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 no. It's, it's the double-decker fast food joint there on... Uh... Oh, the McDonald's. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but this, this... I don't know who was manning either one of them, to be perfectly honest with you, Tom. I mean, someone could have broke into one and stole some furniture for all I know. That's... Uh... <laughs> I, this was 1990. You know. <laughs> this might have been pre those days. We don't know. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. Could have been. Yeah, I don't know when he took ownership. Yeah. Ike Turner was sentenced to four years in prison for possession of cocaine in 1990. Here's here's another one. Uh, Flea and uh, Flea. That's that's his full name, right? Flea. Flea. Right. And uh, and Star Chad Smith from uh red hot chili peppers were arrested uh, not not convicted just arrested 
for sexual assault of an audience member in uh, in 1990. Apparently, uh, somebody somebody got up on stage. An audience member got up on stage. Well, these days, everyone's got their cell phones out filming the concert, so there'd be no ambiguity about what did or didn't right, happen. Right, right. Now, I, I have no idea if they actually got uh, – got, uh, I, I didn't look up and see what happened because it wasn't in 1990 when uh, when they went to court and everything. So that was outside of the purview of my, my search. Uh, I was so looking forward to you – I wanted you to finish that sentence. That yeah. was that was that was going to be classic. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. You you handled that perfectly. Tommy Lee was arrested <laughs> for showing no. his butt on stage in Augusta, Georgia. No, wow, that's and and again, I have no idea how that ended up because that was outside of the purview of my search. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, and I did not look up pictures of that either, so I don't know. Uh, well, you watched the Pam and Tommy documentary on Hulu, or that not documentary, <laughs> but the little mini series they did about the two. I, I have not watched that. Wow, there's a great scene where Tommy Lee has a conversation with his penis. So, so, so. <laughs> Who doesn't have a conversation with their penis every now and then? Every yeah. morning. Well, you know, does yours walk back? <laughs> wake up, buddy. Wake up. Yeah, wake it, up. It, it depends on what you call talking back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, speaking of fleet. Yeah. Did, <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you guys ever see the movie Dudes? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I did. I did see that. The, yeah. Was it? yeah. The soundtrack to that movie was so killer but <laughs> I that's don't know that i heard the full soundtrack it's uh, it's jane's addiction megadeth wasp uh, oh wow steve Vai, okay. uh leonard bernstein you name it good good stuff sorry to yeah. interrupt no it's, <laughs> no no that's awesome i did my corner i did see flea in the obi-wan miniseries so right <laughs> saw that <laughs> I just look at him like, is that Flea? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just wait a minute. I think that's Flea. <laughs> this is an old movie, right? Like this, this goes back. Dudes. Dudes, yeah. Yes. Okay. Very, yeah, yeah. Very cultish movie. Okay. Yeah. So, so your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to, uh, is to watch Dudes. <laughs> and, so, and not get any pieces of metal stuck in your back. Not get metal in my back. Those are really well, two different missions, but you know we kind of we don't want to keep them as one. It was 19, 1987. That's going yes. back. John Cryer, Catherine Marie Stewart leaving from the Vandals, I believe. Hmm. Maybe Flea. Penelope Spheris was the director. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've carry heard on. that movie Sorry. before now. It okay. is a fantastic... Well, it's not a very good movie. <laughs> okay, it's got Flea. But it's got, a, it's, got a, it's got a great soundtrack. Right. And You're saying it's, it's, it's No, They Live. Oh, it's right up there with They Live. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they, they live was clearly the one of general, the best documentaries ever. So the general, exactly. the general public just hasn't embraced dudes as the classic that it is yet. Right. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what else John Cryer was in right now. You know, I, I can see him, but I can't uh I can't place well, that about other. two and a half man. <laughs> right, right. That's the only thing that Yeah, Six. but that was more recent. Yeah. Like 16 candles. No, it wasn't 16 yeah, candles. It wasn't 16 candles. He was in one of those, though, right? back. Yeah, in the he day, was in a couple of John Hughes movies, I think. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, if, if, if only there were a website we could go to and put in an actor's name and they would oh, tell us everything that they were pretty, involved in. Pretty, pretty in Pink. Pretty Somebody, Pink was his. If somebody would come up with that idea, they'd probably be a millionaire, you know? I know, right? You think? He, was, he played Ducky. He played Ducky. <laughs> Thank you, Ducky. Okay. Ducky. Ducky. That was yeah. Ducky? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Ducky. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where Ducky. What, else, what other factoids you got for 1990 there, Bob? Okay, well, I got a couple more factoids from 1990. Here's one that 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 Mr. Tom will will salivate over, perhaps. Oh. Have we ever used the word salivate in our, we in our have, podcast we have, before? We have now. We have now. So <laughs> I do not please, recall. I need everybody to go out and salivate for a minute and then come back. And we will talk about Jimi Hendrix's Strat. Uh, you know, the one that uh, he... Uh, 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 played uh, played the the Star Spangled Banner on uh, was okay. auctioned off in 1994. 295,000 Samoes. As it he, should he be. He did not burn As it? As it should be. No. Well, he might have. Who knows? He though. only burned a okay. handful of guitars. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Even if he burned it, it's still there. You know, I mean, he didn't burn them to a crisp. They're, they're still around. Okay. So. I mean, the first one was at Monterey, and then he did a couple others after, and, and uh, Dweezil Zapp owns one of the later burned straps. Okay. That Frank restored for him. Right. They restored it after it was burned? Yeah. Oh, playable yeah. condition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, they didn't burn them to the ground. I mean, you'd be, you'd have to sit there for hours for that thing to burn away. Just since the top. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, but but wait a minute. I mean, I'm I'm saying Jimi Hendrix singeing the top off of it would have value. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to pull that value out just to have it back to. Well, while restoring pre- it, they it's, it's I don't know if they restored it to pre-burn condition or they just replaced slightly the electronics and wiring or something like that that may have gotten damaged in the. Yeah, they probably just made it right. playable. I okay, that'd be my. But that's what you're saying, Brett. You're saying just leave it like it, like yeah. it was. You know, I mean, this is the the guitar he's burning at Monterey, for instance. Like, why? Right. Why would I want to mess with that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You Maybe buy it, it's your guitar. It stage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not my call, right? So right. Yeah. they colorized a bunch of old black and white movies for no reason. So you know, that's that a, they did. That they did. Damn their eyes. Okay. And my last one, my last one for uh, 1990 is uh, Judas Priest. We talked about Judas Priest earlier. 
or was that yesterday? That was the last talking, podcast. Are we talking about Judas Priest or Jesus Christ? Both. That, no. Yes. Okay. Both. I think it was Judas Priest on the last podcast, and Jesus Christ was just when I was trying to talk you into going to church with me, Tom. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, but uh, Judas Priest was found to be not responsible for a couple of kids uh, shooting themselves in Nevada uh, and, in nineteen ninety. And that uh, was the stained class album. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yep. you remember, people were trying to blame uh, all sorts of stupidity that they did on yeah uh, subliminal on messages on the yeah. album, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. Wow. Supposedly, it was the song "Better by You, Better by Me," or I, I don't remember something I, like that. I never, I never bothered to read too much into it because it was just too dumb to even consider. You know. You only have so many minutes on this earth, and how many minutes do you want to waste on something so stupid? Right. Yeah, I got, I got right. other dumb things I want to think about. Right. I, I waste my time on many stupid things, but that's <laughs> really past. Yeah. I have yeah. wasted quite a few minutes listening to Judas Priest stained class, though. Sure. Great sure. album. <laughs> I've enjoyed many Once minutes again. listening to Judas Priest. Once again, shout out to our listeners who are wasting their life listening to us. <laughs> precious, precious life listening to this podcast. It's a on whatever. I'd have to look about the list again, but that's a. Do you really think listening to us is a waste of your life? I mean, isn't there something a little bit lower than wasting your life? I mean, I, I suppose. <laughs> was that a, was that a rhetorical give me, question? Give me, give me a little bit to think about it. It's uh, there's like on the on the ladder of on the ladder of life. There's like wasting your life, and then a couple of rungs down. There's there's us, right? <laughs> it's uh... <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, so so now I'm sitting here thinking about this. You, you're giving me uh -oh. a deep thought here. So, okay. Deep so thoughts wasting, by Brett Handy. By Brett Handy. So there's wasting your life, and then there's be there there are a whole lot more worse things than just wasting, right? Like there's being forced into something you don't want to do, whatever. So as long as no one's being forced into listening to this then this is probably enriching them in some fashion. Although, wow, I wonder how we're enriching anyone. <laughs> but there it is. We, we're like pornography, Brett. We're an educational tool. Not, right. not you know, it's a, except I wouldn't, don't know that we've actually produced any facts that are educational pretty, anyway, but that's uh, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, plus, plus, most of the time we don't know what we're talking about, so it would not take the credit anything we say it's, i think uh, <laughs> i think brett's right i think we're enriching people's lives here you know? okay we're we 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 not here for accuracy <laughs> we are here for comedic value let's right. say uh maybe yeah it's a our lawyers tell us we're here for <laughs> <laughs> comedic value we're enriching we're, lives i'm sticking we're, with that we're enriching we're, lives we are much <laughs> like many uh opinion hosts on news networks where no reasonable person would believe what we say you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well i think it's pretty clear that no reasonable person would believe what we say yes so any any more factoids 
No, no, no. I'm I'm out of factoids for the day. Um, I do have albums from 1990. If you'd like to hear albums from 1990, or if yes. you would like to hear something else, we can talk about something else. Yeah, let's go down the memory lane. Let's hear the albums from 1990. Okay, so. okay, albums from 1990. And this one, this one is, I think, uh, I think everybody probably still listens to this on a at least weekly basis. Scum Dogs of the Universe by Guar. <laughs> Guar. All right. <laughs> Okay, maybe wow. maybe not on a weekly basis, but you know, at least once a month. Guar is still out there. Guar is so. still out there doing doing good things for good people. Um, Damn Yankees <laughs> had their uh, oh, Damn Yankees yeah. album come out. Yeah, this super group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Highwayman Two, the album came mm. out by oh, by of course yes. the Highwaymen. Yeah. Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash. Waylon Jennings. Who else? Uh, uh, Willie. Willie. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who else was yeah. in that? Is those that are it? the four big ones. Yeah, those okay. are the four big. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Social Distortion. The album came out by Social Distortion in 1990. Wow. Uh, here, here's one of my favorite albums from 1990. Tom, you might know who this is. Act three from Death, Death Angel. Angel. Yep. Yeah. Death Angel. I've got okay. it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I listened to it view. just not too long ago. Yeah. Uh here, here's another one. I don't know who's a fan of this band, but one of you three is a fan of this band. And I'm gonna pin this one on you, Derek. All I right. think or excuse me, Rufus Xavier. I'm going <laughs> to pin this one on you. The good son. By Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Uh, It wasn't me at the time, but I will take credit for it now. So that's... uh, I've enjoyed some Nick Cave over the years. Okay. uh, I I too enjoy some Nick Cave. Uh, Here's one that uh, uh, I I have not listened to in a very long time, but I sure did listen to in 1990. Metaphysical Graffiti by the Dead Milkmen. Oh, even I heard that one. (laughs) That wouldn't be a bad album for us to do sometime. That that would be a great album to do. That was was a record store day release this past record store day. Got it on. No kidding. Wow. Wow. This next one, this is one that uh, I, I, I put money on Tom has listened to within the last 30 days. Uh, Eclipse. By Ingve Malmsteen. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about that. That one was about where I draw my Ingve line. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the one after, and and you know, I call that that. That's enough, right? There's an Ingve line. <laughs> I like this. That's that's not on your map. It's on my map. I mean, come on. It's on a map. <laughs> Tom is just defined. It is on the map. Well, and, and the sad <laughs> thing is, I own everything he's done, but I don't listen to everything he's done. Uh-huh. Okay. So some of them are off in a corner, in one place. You know, that's okay. Some of them okay. are just digital. Right. Others <laughs> get played a good bit. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys listen to this one or not, but this one's on my rotation. Tattooed Millionaire by Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. Oh, wow. Good no, show. Not yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what kind of music is that? Tell me what that is. He was the lead singer for Iron Maiden, and they'd kind of did they part ways at that they, point, or was they they that was right around the time when they parted ways. I don't remember yeah. if he if he had left and then did Tattooed Millionaire, which I think is what happened, or if he okay. did Tattooed Millionaire and then left. I don't remember. Right yeah, I couldn't remember head. what the order was there. Yeah. Well, wasn't it right about that time that Adrian Smith put out the ASAP project album? Adrian Smith and Project. Yeah, I remember think so. that? Yeah, yeah. I think it was right about that time, and that was a decent album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they both walked away at, at fairly similar times. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to look that one up. I didn't see that one on the list. That might have been a year earlier or a year later. Huh. Okay. Um, Lock Up the Wolves by Dio. Oh. <laughs> the man that James. Yeah. There there was not a bad album he ever put out. Right. Ooh, man. That those are tall words. Tom. No, he's right. He's right. And and ASAP Silver and Gold came out February 14, 1990. Okay. okay. I just I just Same missed it on then. the list somewhere. Hmm. How dare you? Yeah, I know. Silly me. I, I damn my eyes, man. Okay. Um Danzig 2, Lucifuge came out. Lucifuge. Wow. What a great album. Now talk talk about an album that I spent about 365 days listening to. Yeah, so. <laughs> those those first three Danzig albums are just yeah. classics. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, Persistence of Time by Anthrax. Nice, Sol- solid showing. Yeah. Solid showing. And and since uh since since Rufus brought it up, Empire by Queensrÿche. Queensrÿche, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so that's that's my that's, that's my the album. one to push them at the top. That, that's the one to probably push them into the headliner act because I saw yep. them on tour for that. Yeah, um, headlining. Yeah, them and suicidal tendencies. So they I just remember that year too. Yeah, lights, camera, revolution. Yeah, Operation Mind Crime had come out and it had been out for a year. I mean, we all we all I think we all were listening to it around the clock for yeah, a year. It came out in what eighty six or eighty eight, something like that. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden it became the hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the Empire album did have a few hits for Queens Right. Well, Empire was a good solid hit for them and Silent Lucidity was a monster and stuff, so yeah, allowed them to do the Operation Mind Crime live in its entirety because they were headlining, and then right. eventually they came out with a live crime DVD set, yeah, or CD, VHS, whatever it was. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, and then they made number two. Well, that came many years later, yeah. but yes, yeah, that um. Well, who was it? Um, the guitarist was it Chris DeGarmo was their guitarist or something yeah, like that. At, he was uh, one of them, yeah. Yeah, I think he left the band or something at that point, and it became real apparent who was a very big influence on the songwriting. You know. Yeah, they they had some issues, and you know. Yeah, I just yeah, it just wasn't the same. 
I tell that, you what, um, though, the the last couple albums with this new Todd Latour. What's his Todd Latour? Yeah. Very yeah. everything's been very good with him. Yeah, he's got good a great albums. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the anyway, we'll not go there. <laughs> it's a different different podcast. Yeah, save save Bob some editing. Yeah. So so yeah. But yeah, that's that's for the uh, conspiracy theory podcast, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that that's a walk down memory avenue. Yeah. So that's a well that that was a that was a real a real big year in our lives, or at least it was a yeah, big year apparently. in my life, you know? Yeah. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. It was yeah. it, it oh, was yeah. something. It was something. Yeah. So so there Is we that go. The year you left us, Bob. I, I, I yeah, pretty much. I left in ninety one. So Okay. You went out to see the world. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> somebody had to leave. You guys were leaving me too, so it's okay. Yeah, well, Tom and I were in Columbus. We weren't that far away. <laughs> so Till ninety four. Yeah, yeah, that's when I was there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, they kicked me out. I had to go into the real world. So it's the way it works. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well. Good stuff. Yeah. Two yeah. thumbs up. Good choice. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. To gentlemen. the raccoons. The raccoons are starting to come into the bird feeders. Um, I'm sitting next to my bird feeders outside, and I'm seeing raccoons coming it, it, from the woods. It sounds like a secret. It sounds like a secret code, right? The raccoons are entering the bird feeders. The raccoons are it, entering bird it, feeders. <laughs> it does sound like code, but it's literally the truth. The, the raccoons the are on their way in. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got I'm real the confused bathroom. there for a second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm in the bathtub and we have raccoons. <laughs> yeah, You're I repeat, raccoons. the raccoons are entering the bird feeder. <laughs> the raccoons are coming in from the woods. So, yeah, all true. The raccoons are on the farm. Have entered. <laughs> anyway, it's a little bit scary Sorry. here. All right, I think we've yep. pushed this one think, to the edge. I think we've, yeah. I think we might have oh. fallen over it like the good lemmings. Oh we are. no, 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 my friends, we can go further. <laughs> <laughs> I right. have faith in our ability to drive this into the ground. So, all right, gentlemen. <laughs> all right, yeah, everyone, have a good night. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, have a great evening. Yep. See y'all. See thank you. Yep. All right. Bye. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking around with us while we spoke about the Black Crows Shake Your Moneymaker. And make sure you come back next time when we talk about the amazingly, no, let's just call it the amazing album, Zappa in New York from Frank Zappa. Until then, I hope all your late nights are good ones. <laughs>